Hey everybody, I'm Sarah. I'm Lo, and welcome back to Let's Unwind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're already off to a much better start than last week. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but I don't think it could get much worse than how we started last week. Also, I forgot until I was going to edit last week's, but I forgot that we got about 25 minutes in and you're just like, would you hate me if we just started the whole thing over? <laughs> I forgot. I did send you all the parts. Yeah, I I was so scared for how last week last week's episode turned out, but I felt like it was pretty good. It was funny. We are funny. It was good. Yeah, maybe. You saw those. Y'all just saw our true colors, honestly. Like that's how that's how we act on like a normal day to day basis. Not hungover, but like our personalities. Yeah, we're just this regular big ZD mode. For sure. So what are you drinking today? Okay, I'm getting really boring today and I'm having a white claw. Oh. Um, <laughs> we had a bunch left over from um, what we did last night. And so I was like, okay, that's easy. So it's watermelon, like my least favorite flavor. So of course that's all that's left because I don't want to drink no. But not the worst. Um, what are you drinking? That looks interesting. Oh, I'm drinking some rosé with jalapenos. Um, oh yeah, I fucking love it. Because I mean, I'm a big spicy marg person. Yeah. So it's pretty good. So the rosé I'm drinking today is called El Terreno Rosado. It's a Spanish rosé. I don't know. I got it at Whole Foods as per usual. Pretty tasty. I've had it before. And yeah, I just added a couple jalapeno slices to it to add a little bit of a kick. And it's delicious. Yeah, I'll try it. Rosé season's almost over for me, though. It's, I'm almost going into my red wine only time of the year. It's still too hot to even think about that it is too hot I like started doing that in Tallahassee because Tallahassee starts getting cool like in October but I would just like once it hits September fall I go to red wine but I don't know it is hot out yeah I mean especially at least during the day like I feel like you can't drink red wine during the day like it's it's like illegal um I feel like your microphone's still going in and out for some reason I think it's my computer this baby is getting old it might be I need you guys to go ahead and um like and subscribe that's I always say like and subscribe <laughs> rate us and like follow us so Sarah can afford a new computer yeah, everyone just donates like two or three bucks new computer new macbook or we get to the point where we can just have ads <laughs> that's the that's the goal yeah look we'll at there baby steps baby steps thank you again to our Poland listener we love you <laughs> she hasn't listened since that one episode but you know She'll come back. Welcome back anytime. Okay. I feel like we've bullshitted enough. What did you do this weekend? Um, This weekend, what did I do? Oh, so Friday night, I got dinner and some drinks with some new friends. Exciting. I met um, this one girl on the boat last weekend. She's actually the girl I ended up going out with that night and everything. And she invited me to dinner with a couple of her friends. So we went, we just went to this pizza place and started getting some drinks. And then I think they were ready to like rally and go out all night, but I was really proud of myself. I was just like, you know what guys, like I'm really tired from the week. I just really want to go home. So I was home by like 10 30, 11. Good for you. That's so nice. Cause then you wake up like yesterday, Saturday morning and you feel great. Exactly. And that's like, it's very, it's very unlike me because I'm such a people pleaser. Like, I'm like, oh my God, they're not going to like me if I don't stay out with them. Or like part of me really did want to stay out, but I just knew like my body couldn't take it and I needed to go home. So that's a win for me. And then yesterday I didn't do too much. I ended up going to my brother's last minute for dinner. Um, and then I ended up just being too tired to drive home. So I ended up crashing there and then just started the morning with mimosas with them and just hanging out and now I'm here I have volleyball later what about you Friday just hung out at home I was telling you last week about how we're doing like the two date night a month thing Mm -hmm. in the house which was the brewery was so much fun so Andres had inside the house and I don't know what he originally had planned but he had to switch his plan up because his car was in the shop so he ordered from like our favorite Italian place that's right downstairs of our apartment we just had some pizza and salad and pasta and watched a movie so that was fun um and then Saturday, yesterday, I did a workout in the morning, went shopping with my mom, got some lunch with her, and then FSU, we had our first game last night, so. Oh, fun. Yes, we um, we won, so we played like an easy school, you know, first game, but then um, Taylor and our other friend from FSU, Madison, came over, and we just like had drinks and 
watched the game and had food. Today, I didn't do much. Andre's now into the gym. Um, then I took a nap, which I do pretty much every Sunday. <laughs> um, and now we're doing this. I, we got home from like the gym and lunch. And I'm sitting on the couch for a minute and I look at Andre's and he goes, it's your nap time, isn't it? And I'm like, yes, because he knows every Sunday I'm going to take a nap. I love that. You just catch up on more sleep before the week starts. Exactly. No Sunday scaries here. Just kidding. Yeah. Okay. So I have to tell you, <laughs> I know I mentioned it on here that I have a crush on one of the guys I play volleyball with. Yes. Um. So last weekend when I was, you know, in my state, well, I'll back it up a little bit before volleyball that week, my friend and I we're talking and she was like, Hey, we should invite him on the boat this weekend. So she had reached out, invited him. He was busy going out, out of town. Okay. No big deal. But then we're like, Oh, we're going to that concert on Sunday night. We should invite him too. maybe he'll be back from wherever he's going. So we invited him. He wasn't going to be back, but then he was like, Hey, y'all should come to that concert like this concert in November that I already have tickets for. He sent us his tickets to let us know exactly where they were like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll go. And then I saw him at volleyball and he was like, no, seriously, you should buy tickets. And I was like, okay, like I'll buy tickets. So anyways, Friday night when I was at her house, she was like, we should all just follow him. So it's like me, her, and then our guy friend who he has never met. So we all followed him at one time. He next day, he only followed me back, did not accept her. He knows her. He's known her longer than me, <laughs> didn't accept blah, blah, blah. And then I posted like kind of a thirst trap on Instagram. And then I kind of was like embarrassed when I was sobering up on Sunday. Cause I was like, damn, I was doing the most on like Instagram, like whatever. Long story short, he didn't come to volleyball this week. Cause I think he must've had to work late or something. But this morning, this is what's so exciting, which I'm like, uh oh, I checked my Snapchat. And I had a request to become my friend from him on Snapchat. And I was oh, like, shit. That's okay. like, it's so little, but also like, that's still possibly something. I don't know. I'm probably looking too far into it. But so yeah, like, I feel like I might be reading too far into it a little bit. He at least wants to like get to know you or like talk to yeah, you. Yeah, he at least wants to be my friend, which I feel like is a start, like, you yeah. know whatever I'll be his friend and we bought tickets to the concert so we'll be going to that even though it's in November but fun what concert is it um the Griffin concert we got pit tickets Griffin yes so that'll be fun and I play volleyball twice a week with him now so it was just once and he joined my other team too so perfect more opportunities yeah so that was that was my little update on that. I guess you could call that an update. Yeah, that's exciting. It is. I just like, because you don't like, you feel like you do too much if you like are the one to follow on Instagram. And then like just posting that picture, I kind of regretted posting because I was like, am I trying to get his attention now by doing that? Because he didn't like it or anything, which obviously like I don't necessarily expect him to, but I don't know. I yeah. felt like bad. But when I saw that thing and then it was like but he added by quick ad which also means means he saved my number which is so minuscule too but we only have communicated through our volleyball group chat right that's still something because so like exactly so he I mean he acknowledges my existence enough to save my number in his phone so that's one have them acknowledge your existence yeah so I feel like I'm doing pretty good I'm doing yeah and I'll just you know we've never played on volleyball on the weekend we've only played like after work like he's we both have had our moments where we're kind of drunk at volleyball but like I'm very interested to see how today goes because it's Sunday fun day yeah I've been drinking since like 11 already so <laughs> it'll be interesting yeah that's exciting though yes 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 big update big things coming all right well do we want to get into our topic of the week yeah um, I'm a little nervous not nervous but I feel like it's like a heavy <laughs> Heavy. It's heavy. It's definitely not like last week. This is what we wanted to talk about last week. This is what we were supposed to talk about last week. So we wanted to talk about um, mental health today. Yeah, just kind of discuss. I feel like it's an important thing to talk about just because it is becoming more talked about in general now. But I don't know. I feel like it's always nice to mention this topic in every kind of aspect of your life just because 
there's people struggling quietly and you just want to have to reach out and let everyone know that they're not alone and everyone's there for them and support them no matter what. Like Lauren said, it's definitely talked about more these days, but I still feel some, like sometimes if you're going through something, you can feel kind of alienated and like you shouldn't talk about it, but everyone goes through things. For sure. And I think that's kind of where we want to start off is just how people are being so much more open about their struggles with mental health. And it's great. Like it honestly is great. People are going to therapy more. People are talking about going to therapy, making it more of an accepted thing, which is so great because even five years ago, that was like, you go to therapy, like what's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Like what's wrong with you? Right. And there's, there's literally nothing wrong with you. I'm almost to the point where I'm like, you don't go to therapy. Exactly. You don't go to therapy. What's wrong with you? Red flag. Literally. But no, but yeah, I mean. I mean, I can say firsthand, like I recently kind of started going and I don't go consistently. It's still kind of a new thing for me that I'm trying to get my groove with. But I remember when I kind of told my mom, and this was only honestly like six months ago, I told her, like, I think like my anxiety is kind of getting out of control with certain things and I want to talk to someone about it. She literally, not nothing against her. This is like not saying my mom's a terrible person at all, but she did roll her eyes and she was like, I don't think you necessarily need to go for to therapy. Yes. And it just kind of shows the differences of like the times pretty much. Like it's just something that she's not used to talking about, like their struggles with mental health and then versus how we are very much more open as being millennials and Gen Zers and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. Our parents' generation, they really came from a time where it was like not acknowledged. It wasn't talked about. You were told to just suck it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've been in therapy off and on since I was like 17. Um, And my mom, when I like when I try to have some conversations with her about mental health sometimes and just in general, she's like, back in my day, people didn't get anxious or everyone has anxiety. You just suck it up and you move on. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wouldn't it be much easier if that you didn't have to do that? <laughs> like, right. Like, people like, sure. always struggle with mental health. It just wasn't as talked about back then. So yeah. And that's what I think like more body inclusive. There we go. You can tell I was not an English major. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, like I think that TikTok is almost kind of canceling. I could be wrong, but in my opinion, for me at least, I feel like TikTok has been better for my mental health a little bit more in the sense of comparing myself to others in terms of body image because I know a couple weeks ago I talked about how TikTok is negative for me in sense of like comparing where I am in life but I'm talking more about like body image and that sort of mental health type of thing. No I agree though with TikTok because I think a lot of the people that I follow and I wouldn't even necessarily call them influencers but they're very open about their struggles with mental health and not even just body image but like anxiety depression things like that mm-hmm. and it's very I agree with you that it's very refreshing to see it talked about um and also like we were talking about with social media and like it's everyone just posts like their best moments I feel like that's true for like Instagram mainly Instagram not so much Facebook anymore Facebook isn't whatever but um I feel like TikTok people are much more like this is the real me like this is a, my life every day or like this is what I'm struggling with today like they're much more um transparent with that I agree and that's why I like be real <laughs> be real is so fun because I'm like this is literally what I'm doing yeah. and it's late I'm almost like which I post late a lot but I'm almost like see that's not real that's not real during the week I might post late though because I can't post my patience <laughs> like but yeah so this is kind of I guess I can talk about it now this is kind of my pop culture type thing but I hate like reporting on it more as top pop culture but more of social media or TikTok specifically for mental health I don't know if you've heard of Gabby Hanna yes have you seen what's been going on like I've seen bits and pieces I've seen people talking about it and then I've seen like one or two of her videos that have popped up so yeah this is kind of I hope it's not like trigger so trigger warning let me just put a trigger warning we're talking about like bipolar disorder and everything right now um Gabby Hanna is she has 
told people on social media she has posted a video in the past like a few months ago stating that she does in fact have bipolar disorder and so if y'all are um familiar with bipolar disorder i might go a little medical right now but um there's two types of bipolar disorder there's bipolar one bipolar two bipolar one is when you have um episodes of mania which is where you're kind of up constantly you have these great ideas you're constantly kind of in this manic episode where kind of for example you that you are the smartest person alive and you have the answers to everything you just don't sleep because either your mind's just going 100 miles per hour but then on the contrast you have these episodes of severe depression as well and then bipolar 2 is very very similar it's just the hypomania in the sense that you're not as manic you still have manic episodes, but it's not as crazy as in bipolar one. But the episodes of depression are by far worse in bipolar two. Okay. But anyways, I don't remember if she specifically stated what bipolar disorder she has, but she did say that she has it. And if anyone's been following this week or seen her pop on your for you page, because I never followed her before. She video her videos have come across my for you page in the past. Um, but she has definitely been exhibiting a manic episode very explicitly on on tiktok she has um been posting i think she posted over like 100 to 150 tiktoks in a day in 24 hours and it's very like everything she's saying is very controversial or she's claimed to be the next coming of like the next prophet or uh, she's here to save the world like the, and it's not make some of the stuff's not making sense i know a lot of times people or a lot of comments are saying that she's just faking it she probably has a new album out but i mean i'm not a i'm not a psych medical provider but based on things that she's saying how she has a lot of word salad and word salad is technically it's not it's kind of I think it is a medical term actually but it's just basically where you're just saying a bunch of things and nothing actually makes sense like the words don't go together and the fact that she has stated in the past that she has bipolar disorder definitely makes it seem like it's a mania but she yeah she's claiming to be like the next Jesus and like all this crazy stuff claiming to be a person of color and no one understands her but she I mean she's middle eastern but she definitely is white passing like no one some of the stuff that she's saying is that she's like i'm black like she never claimed to be black but she's pretty much saying like i'm a person of color no one understands me that's why they're calling the cops on me and like basically it's just she's just saying a lot of controversial things which i do appreciate because i would say a good 75 percent of the comments are very like you just need help like they're not shaming her or whatnot but so people have called the cops on her. Um, her neighbors have called the cops on her because they've heard her in the back, like in the backyard. This one follower, this is wild. This blows my mind. This one follower actually knocked on her door, found her address, knocked on her door and asked to use the bathroom. And she didn't know, like he claimed to not know who she was. And he was in her house. Basically, he was trying to help her. Like he was going through her medication what? and being like, what is this? Trying to get her to take her meds. And then she's like, that's like, she realized like, wait, you know who I am? Like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. And then cops have come. They've done a psych eval on her, basically like saying that she's technically fine in the sense that she has not yet threatened to harm herself or harm anyone else. So there is no reason to take her away or do anything. Like she's in her own home. Like, she's fine. But that's kind of been like, I don't, I don't know if I want to say that's like a good or bad thing about social media. I, I think it can be neutral. It just shows the reality. It it's shows the reality for sure. And it just shows that, I mean, I know Gabby Hanna has been in the tabloids or like has been a topic of discussion in the past for being very controversial with how she like kind of promotes her work. Um but it kind of just shows in the sense that like this could happen to any normal yeah person like she's technically still a normal human like she lives her life she's just very creative artistic and yeah she might do controversial things but she's mentally ill and she has her own issues and that's kind of okay and people and almost like I feel like it brought people together in a way as crazy as it seems like people were commenting like 
no, like this happened to me. I know this is mania because I've said this exact thing before. There's so many comments like that, which I feel like someone who does suffer from bipolar can actually like look at those comments and see her and like, yeah, they're worried about her, but then they'd be like, wow, all of these people also suffer from this disease. So I'm genuinely not alone. And I also, and I think it does show that you're not alone in this either. That the fact that like, yes, Gabby Hanna has like 7 million followers, but the fact that people from all over the world were calling the police mm-hmm. to go check on her. Right. Like, yeah, she was pissed. She of course, was a little bitter about the whole police situation. And I think it has come to the point where people need to stop calling the police because they're like, this is like, it's fine. We've checked her out. She's okay. She's not hurting herself. She's not hurting anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that they told her that she could get, like, they wrote her a notice for calling 911 too many times and she's like I literally haven't I haven't called it once it's like you guys keep calling but I think that kind of shows that people will have your back if you just voice your concerns I think you're right though um and it shows that people are taking it seriously not just writing her off or just being like oh she's crazy whatever they're like genuinely concerned about her right yeah and some people were saying that she was just psycho but like there was a most people were like call your relatives where's your your friends like that sort of thing which mm-hmm. could show people in general that like if you're ever struggling like just reach out to someone and I'm sure you will get the help that you need yeah exactly just don't yeah like don't be afraid to reach out to your loved ones or just someone mm-hmm. so let me ask you this kind of transition from what you're talking about how long have you well how long, you've been in therapy for like six months now off and on yeah you think it's helping I do. I mean, I feel like if I went more consistently, I think it would help me more. Um, I'm just really bad at it. Do you go in person or do you have like an online? I do like talk space. So I feel like that just doesn't hold me accountable as much. I think it's a good resource if you need something. But if I want to go in person, I feel like that would hold me a little bit more accountable, be a little bit more personal. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of prefer telehealth visits, but I think it's just easier for me to talk to, like, it's easier for me to open up, like, over a screen. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I'm just not good at talking about my feelings. Which How I'm long have you been in therapy now? Like, what's, the, like, the longest streak? Wait, okay, that's two separate questions. Um, oh longest streak, probably, like, four months. I'm really bad at it. Um, I have really bad luck with therapists, so... My therapist that I was seeing in college, I really liked her. And then I took a little break and I decided to go back and come to find out she was on maternity leave. Okay, good for her. Um, yeah. like, um, and then I started in therapy again in like February of 2021. And I continued that up until I moved down here last year in July and I took a break. Um, and then I decided to go back like a month or two ago so I call them she's that new therapist is on maternity leave god why are they all getting pregnant (laughs) I know so then I found a new one I saw her once and she was a little bit older so I'm like okay good she won't she won't have a baby we met um she was out of Ocala like central Florida we met once I made a follow-up appointment the night before the follow-up appointment she emails me to tell me that after meeting with me and whatever she thinks it'd be best for me to find someone local what the fuck does that mean? I know, like, well, why offer telehealth as an option? So <laughs> I started with a new therapist last Monday. Um, it is virtual, but she's near me. I mean, that's part of it too. That's kind of the intimidating thing too. You don't want to open yourself to someone that's not, that you don't vibe with or that sort of thing. Yeah, because I, I mean, they say that you kind of have to like shop around, like not shop around, but meet with someone if you like, and if you don't feel like you'll be able to open up, then there's nothing wrong with that. Move on. One at FSU before I found the one that I stuck with, who just wasn't, not that she wasn't good, but it was just not a good fit for me because I'm really not good at talking about my feelings. And if you ask me or like, if they ask me like, how does that make you feel? I'm going to be like, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I, I do best with therapists. They phrase things in ways that get me to say how I feel without me realizing that if that makes sense no it makes perfect sense I remember in high school I went to therapy my mom sent me to therapy (laughs) 
I, I mean, I was like a typical teenager. I think they were just like used to like my perfect sister and my perfect brother that like I was a little bit more defiant like I was a really good kid like I didn't do anything terrible but like I kind of spoke my mind and I did like throw a good good amount of like teenage temper tantrums like I was very over the top dramatic right um and in the sense that I kind of had like a little bit of anger issues I don't think now I kind of look at it as like I don't think I have anger issues I think I just get easily frustrated so I just have to learn to kind of deal with my frustration in a way. So yeah. anytime like my parents in high school would have to like discipline me or whatnot, like instant tears, instant, like, oh my God, like you guys are the worst. Like I never said F you to them, but like, I wanted to see, that was good. I never, I never cursed at them because <laughs> I don't, they would disown me if I cursed at them, but no, like, I don't know. My mom basically was like, you have to go to therapy are you okay like I want to send you to therapy are you fine with that like just to kind of deal with your emotions basically is what it was it wasn't necessary for anger issues it was just like getting your emotions in check yeah and I think I went to like two sessions but I hated it so much because I genuinely felt like my therapist was very much like well why do you do that Mm-hmm. what are your thoughts when that go through your mind I'm like I don't I think know why I do it I don't know what my thoughts are I just do it like I just can't control my emotions I just instantly break down mm-hmm. and I felt judged and uncomfortable and yeah so I went I did two sessions and then I told my mom I don't want to go back so it is hard and I just if I just kind of encourage people that if you find that you do want to start therapy you think that's the route you need to go it's a trial and error type of thing yes don't get turned off just by one session that you maybe didn't click or didn't come out feeling great don't let that discourage yes. you continuing to try for sure like give that person another shot and if it still doesn't work then find someone else like mm-hmm. it's the same thing with friends you don't vibe with all your friends you don't vibe with the significant other you don't vibe with someone of the opposite sex or the same sex whatever you're preferences but you don't vibe with that person right off the bat necessarily give them a shot and if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out exactly the same thing I will say that I had a good feeling though with my my new my new new therapist I met oh that's good last week so I'm hoping that works out yes hopefully um so do you want to kind of talk about your own struggles with mental health kind of yeah whatever you're Um, most comfortable with yeah I can do that I feel like when it comes I mean I feel like you know that my friends know this when it comes to like my own issues that I've dealt with I'm fairly open with talking about them um trigger warning for disordered eating and body image um so when I was about 17 I had an eating disorder and it's still weird for me to say like I feel like I'm open with talking about it Mm -hmm. saying it um feels weird sometimes and I also make a lot of jokes about it to cope with it which my mom doesn't find funny but I think it's funny so (laughs) um and also too I just want to say that obviously everyone's experience with any sort of mental health issues eating disorder anxiety whatever it may be is different I'm just speaking on my experience with it but so that went on for probably about two or three months and I told one of my friends and she told me if you don't tell your mom I'm gonna tell her so I'm like well shit let's tell my mom um so I remember I told my mom one day and then we're sitting on the couch talking about it I'll never forget this and my dad got home from work and he could tell something was going on so my mom told him like oh like she's been making herself throw up after she eats and my dad the most dad thing ever looks at me and goes well what are you doing that for stop it (laughs) like sir if it was that easy I definitely would right um but so that was just like a really low point in my life that was like the second half of second semester senior year and so I got got into therapy got on an antidepressant which I um hated (laughs) I was on they put me on Zoloft and they kept upping the dosage because I was like this doesn't I don't feel any different like nothing's I still Mm -hmm. had the same feelings I still had the same urges that I've been having and the doctor told me it also can make you kind of sleepy so if it like while you get used to it so if it makes you sleepy just push through I would be so tired. It was right around the time I was getting ready to move to FSU for the summer semester. My mom and I would be like shopping in Target for dorm stuff. And I would get so tired that I couldn't walk anywhere. Like, mom, like we have to go home. I'm about to fall asleep. 
well, I moved to, this is like off topic, but I moved to FSU for summer semester. Like the next day I find out I have mono and the doctor was like, you could have started having symptoms like a couple weeks ago. So I still never know if it was the Zoloft or the mono that was making me so tired, probably the mono based on like how tired I was feeling. But that just kind of turned me off from Zoloft. So I just stopped taking it. Never tried anything else. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just like a change in schedule, a change in my life, but starting school, like the eating disorder, not that it went away, but it just like what I had been doing, like the not eating and the over-exercising and the vomiting, like I just kind of stopped it. Just, I don't know what happened when it happened. It just kind of stopped. But I remember my first therapist telling me like the throwing up, like after you eat, that's also like a stress response. So that's like something you're going to have to fight like the rest of your life. Like when you get overly stressed, like as a coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. And I didn't believe her, but almost 10 years later, I will say it's true. Like I still like when I get really, really stressed, like that's sometimes the first thing that I want to do is make myself throw up. Um, But so once I started like freshman year of college, that kind of stopped, but there would be times that I'd be stressed or something would come up and I would kind of revert back into some of my old habits. And with bulimia, they say it's like more so like a control issue than like a body image thing. It's still that too, obviously, because Mm -hmm. I would say that while I was bulimic, I never like binged. I like wouldn't eat. And then when I ate like a normal sized meal, I would throw up. And so I've, I mean, I've never been like skinny, skinny. Like I've always been a little thicker. Um, So I think it was like body image too with the control thing and so this is like all over the place it's hard to talk I feel like I'm in therapy I'm just like word vomiting but oh you're fine you're doing great (laughs) you're doing great sweetie and so because of that I've had I've noticed that I do have to be careful when I am trying to like lose a few pounds or lose a little weight because it's very easy for me to slip back into those old habits of like not eating and like overworking out Mm -hmm. so that's where I've kind of been at and I've even noticed like like a little recently, like in the last year, like there's been times, cause you know, I mean, I've been in a relationship for seven years in the beginning, I gained some of the comfort weight of being in a happy relationship. So I've, I've been working, I've got some of it off, but I still have to be careful because I can easily find myself like not wanting to eat or wanting to throw up if I found that I ate like a normal size meal or a bigger meal. After therapy on Monday, I kind of, I kind of noticed something while I don't still have a lot of the behaviors so the over restricting everything I just talked about the throwing up, I still have a lot of the bad thoughts. And I've noticed that my therapist was like, so is it safe to assume that you have like good foods and bad foods? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like does everyone like, yeah. there's just like weird things that I do. And I know they're not healthy. Um, and once again, huge trigger warning on this, but I have these like really messed up things that I do where I'm like, okay, well, I want half a bagel for breakfast, but I'm going to weigh. And if I'm under X amount, then I can have the bagel. If not, I'm not having the bagel. And that's like not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have a half a bagel, like Sarah, like it's not going to kill you. You're not going to mm-hmm. gain pounds. <laughs> so those are things that I'm trying to work on. And I think it's important to talk about, um, at least for me, like I find it kind of empowering or it makes me feel like I have a little bit more control over the situation to be open with it and not just like keep it all inside by myself and have to fight it by myself it's just easier for me to just put it out there and talk about so that's why I don't really mind that's why I make jokes about it that once again my mom doesn't find funny but yeah moms are always such party poopers oh and then that was the other thing too that like once my mom knew after every single meal, if I genuinely just had to go pee, she'd be in the bathroom with me. And it drove me insane. And once again, like the bulimia is kind of like a control thing. So don't you think that makes me feel so out of control to have you stand in the bathroom with me like I'm a child? But I know she was scared and she was just trying to protect me and help me. And it wasn't anything against her. She was doing the best she could right. with it. But yeah. I feel like I just went on a rant. <laughs> no, you did fine. You did great, honestly. Like it was everything made sense and you kind of thank you so yeah that's been my experience with literally my main mental health struggle that I have Mm -hmm. experienced in my life (laughs) yeah what about you like have you had any like I know you said kind of dealing with your emotions when you were a teenager and trying therapy have you had any other experiences that you would be willing to talk about yeah I can talk I can talk so I always like to put a disclaimer, first of all, trigger warning for um, like disordered eating, also anxiety, like anything like that. Um, I also want to put a disclaimer out. I have technically never been diagnosed with anything. I 
don't want to say I diagnosed myself with anything either. I have talked to other medical professionals that have suggested that, yes, you are probably this and this and that, whatever. Um, I also recently just started therapy again. So like, I, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I'm, I don't want to say that I am, I have general anxiety disorder or anything like that. It is just an assumption and most likely I do, <laughs> but Yes. So probably one of the biggest things I suffer with is anxiety. Um, I don't want to say, I feel like I've overcome my social anxiety. It's more just like a generalized thing where I have to stress about something no matter what. I could just be like carefree, like living my life. And it's like, wait, like I, I almost like a panic comes over me and I'm like, okay, something like I go through everything going on in my life. I'm like, what can I stress about? What can I stress about? What can I stress about? And I find it. Um, the reason why I say I most likely have it is because I did, I have talked to a medical professional about it in the past who I was kind of one of my preceptors. Um, and I have a really, really hard time sleeping. Um, it kind of goes through phases. Like I could sleep beautifully for months and months and months, eight hours plus, not a problem. Um, but I can also go through phases where I have really bad insomnia, where I will wake up at 3 a.m. I'm not going to go back to sleep for the rest of the night because I just just like my brain just doesn't churn off and I am just constantly stressing about minuscule things like it's it's understandable like I know people struggle with insomnia when they're stressed about things at work or like little things like that but no like I will literally drive myself through the roof like over little minuscule things about things I said to someone years ago or whatnot like it's I just work myself up basically so I do take um, hydroxyzine for that. That was prescribed by my primary care doctor. I did not prescribe that to myself or anything like that. Disclaimer. Um, hydroxyzine is not an anti-anxiety medication. It is actually an antihistamine, um, very similar to Benadryl. So it does make you drowsy. It is prescribed to pregnant women who have anxiety a lot of the times. Um, but I do take that to help me sleep at night. It doesn't always work, unfortunately, but... It is one of those things that kind of just shuts my brain off because I will be very, very, I don't know. It's really hard for me to describe. Like, it's just because it's almost like who I am. Like, I've always known myself to be anxious. And I know PA school was definitely detri detrimental to me, mental health-wise as well, um, just because it was such a, it was the worst time of my life I'm not gonna lie like I'm so grateful I did it I'm so grateful I made it through that experience like I am in my dream career right now but like I I struggled so much that it had such a detrimental um impact on my life but I kind of I struggled with anxiety even before that so I can't blame it all on school it's just kind of escalated everything but it honestly got to the point where it was kind of playing a role on my physical health as well um my blood pressure was actually super super high to the point that they almost put me on a medication for high blood pressure <laughs> because I wasn't sleeping like I think when I first started clinicals we took my blood pressure for fun and I was 170 over like 95 or something like that. And the normal blood pressure for like a healthy adult is like in like the 120s over 190s or over 120s over like 90, not 190. Absolutely not. You'd probably be dead. Um, but basically I was just high in general and everyone was like, whoa, why are you so high? Like you're not even at the doctor's office. Like I do suffer from white coat, high blood pressure, which is hypertension, which is like when you get nervous at the doctor's office and your blood pressure is always high. But I, that wasn't like the case. Like it was literally, I was working and they're like, oh my gosh, like, let's just do blood pressure. Like we're bored. Like we have no patience. And then they're like, holy shit. And I was like, I didn't sleep last night because if I don't sleep, I drink like a shit ton of ca caffeine. Like it was just very, yeah, very bad. So it's just something that I constantly, I struggle with. I really like, I'm always worried about something. <laughs> And I hate it. And if I, if I'm not worried about something, I will make sure to find something to worry about. Like I will literally go through everything. And like, I've had, even my current coworkers are like, I just genuinely, like, I don't know why you're upset about this. Like, why are you talking about this? This happened like a week ago. And I'm like, I, I can't help it. Like, I just, I stress about it. Mm -hmm. 
So that's my my anxiety feel. Like I said, I've never technically been diagnosed. I don't have the written diagnosis of general anxiety disorder. I just know it definitely, based on my medical education, it definitely anxiety takes over my life more days than it doesn't, which is pretty much the diagnosis for anxiety. So general anxiety disorder. So I would definitely say it's it's a good chance I have it, um, but I don't want to say that I have it because I don't. Right. And then another thing, I, I don't know if I've ever told you, I feel like you know like a little bit about it, about my disordered eating. It's nothing on the scale of what you've suffered with, like bulimia wise, but I suffer with body image in the sense I don't want to say I have full-blown body dysmorphia but I definitely have like I would say like a little bit of it but I actually (laughs) I do suffer with binge eating disorder also never diagnosed with it but I definitely have it kind of goes off my anxiety though so anytime I'm feeling super stressed super anxious I will binge anything in my house so if I have a bag of chips that whole bag of chips will be gone if I'm until I literally do not feel great And I feel like that kind of started off of something I think is super toxic and I don't recommend for anyone counting macros, 10 out of 10, do not recommend. Um, I started counting macros my freshman year of college when I wanted to lose weight because I definitely gained the same thing. I was in a relationship, gained that comfort weight that happens. And he was super into lifting and fitness and everything. And I wanted to do the same. And that's when macros were becoming super popular. Fitness Instagrams were kind of popping up now, that sort of thing. And I started counting my macros, but in the way it was really restrictive. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like if I'm being honest, I dropped, what was I like? I think I dropped like 30 pounds in like a month or two, like something crazy. I mean, you saw me that one spring break and I was, I don't want to say the weight because I definitely don't want to trigger anyone either, but like. I was very tiny and I'm six two. Like I I need to be, which is also something I've struggled with too, being six two, like mentally, like, hey, you're gonna be heavier than other everyone else. <laughs> like that's something I definitely struggled with. But like I was very, very tiny, like definitely underweight for my height. And I dropped it super fast. And I was never overweight. I was just kind of unhealthy in general. So I never it wasn't that I needed to lose weight. It was just that I needed to kind of kind of like reorganize my weight (laughs) I know what you're saying Um, speaking of spring break I I noticed and I think I've said this too before but I noticed something was off because we were at the hotel for spring break and you were like I don't want to say obsessing but um and I don't want to sound like I'm like shaming you either this is just my observation Mm -hmm. I noticed you like uh, I guess obsessing is the only word I can use, but I don't want it to have a negative connotation, but no, it was obsessing. Like, you can say obsessing because it was okay. we were like having the hotel breakfast before we went to go drink on the beach all day. And you were like trying to make sure everything fit. And it, I was like, you know, like it's spring break. We're like having fun. We're going to be drinking. Like it's okay. But I think since I've suffered through like obsessively obsessing over every single bite I put in my body, I can recognize it like mm-hmm. in other people. Like, and so I could tell that something was like a little not. Nah, yeah. it was it was bad I mean it helped me lose weight like great whatever it helped me kind of have more appreciation for healthier foods in general but no it was definitely became an obsession where it was like Christmas I remember I don't I don't know what happened but then it was like my sister was literally like okay so or I said I think it was like oh I just weighed myself and I weighed this much which was super super light for my height And my sister was like, okay, cool. Like, that means, like, you can just eat whatever you want on Christmas. Like, you can indulge on Christmas, have dessert, like, have a couple beers with us, like, whatnot. And I was like, no, I can't. I'm like, I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, it became very obsessive. And that's kind of where the binge eating came in is that I was so restrictive with myself and what I would put in my body. Like, I was literally, like, eating, like, egg whites only and, like, half a piece of toast for breakfast. And I'm like, I'm, I love junk food. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not afraid to say it. Like McDonald's, Taco Bell. (laughs) Yes. Like give it to me. Like, I love French fries. I love burgers like so much. Mm -hmm. And it definitely 
I was restricting myself from those things that I love that it turned into binging and ordering it late at night after I've already had all my meals for the day and consuming thousands of calories after I've already like that sort of thing. And that's kind of where my binge eating, I want to say started. And then it's kind of, it's something I honestly still suffer with and have to deal with and that I just try to keep myself calm and like as shitty as it sounds, I just don't keep things in my house that I know that I can easily binge on. No, that's smart though. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like knowing your triggers and Mm -hmm. setting yourself up to be able to avoid them. Right. So yeah, that's kind of my little spiel. Things that I I hate, like I hate talking about it in the sense that I haven't been diagnosed with anything. So I don't want to make me sound like, oh, like poor, poor me. But also I haven't, I will be the first to say I have not sought the help that I genuinely know that I need. Like I'm trying now, but like it was very eye-opening for me in school when we were doing our kind of psych um, section and like learning all about the different psychological disorders and everything. And like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm about to cry, honestly, but kind of like reading like the anxiety area, the binge eating, like body dysmorphia. I'm like, holy shit. Like yeah. that's me. And I don't want to diagnose myself, but it's like when it's written on paper almost where it's like this this is it. This is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, like that's me. And I, I hate, I also like, I always, I struggle because it's like, I know, like I'm, I'm not overweight. I've never been overweight. And so it's like, why am I doing this? Why do I like, I make myself almost feel guilty for the thoughts that I have that I'm not happy in my own body. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like I understand what you're saying. It's just something I struggle with and I've always just struggled with my body image in general. Like it's not easy being a 6'2 girl. I've been 6'2 since freshman year of high school. So I've always stood out. Oh, in that sense, I've always struggled with kind of my body and eyes looking at me and just having a different body than everyone else. Like no one can, um, there's very few people that can relate to me. Just being, and I, I was going to say just being a woman, but I don't want to say that because I know that especially disordered eating in men is so under talked about and they still go through it. Just being a human, like body image can be so hard. It's <laughs> so hard. I try, I've been trying lately to just, I mean, cause I'll be honest, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but like I have kind of been struggling lately cause I've put on, I've put on, I'm not going to say a number, but I put on a little bit of weight in the last like two months. And I don't know. I mean, I know what it was. I stopped working out for a bit when I had COVID, we like ordered out all the time. Like I didn't have an appetite. So I was eating shit. Like I know what it was. Um, but so I've kind of been finding, like I've been having some like negative thoughts again about that. And like the same kind of thoughts I used to have when my eating disorder was really bad and I haven't been overly restricting and I haven't made myself throw up at all, but it's yeah. like those are there still. And I've just been trying to remind myself that like, even if I gained a couple of pounds, like whatever, like I'm so much more than like what the scale says. And exactly. like, I don't want to cry, but like, I've thought I about know. this before, like the terrible things I've felt about myself and the terrible things I've told myself and like not letting myself like enjoy a half of effing bagel because I weighed X amount. Like I think about like having kids and like, I would never want my daughter or son to like feel them that way about themselves. So then why do I let like myself feel that way you know what I mean no yeah I know I mean I know exactly what you mean I saw something on like TikTok and it was like imagine like how happy you would be in life if you just didn't care about what you look like like there's so many wasted days that I feel like if I'm getting ready to go out somewhere and I just don't like the way anything looks at me on me or like I just don't feel confident at all it literally ruins my entire day like I'm just never going to come back from that. Like I just start the day off like, oh my God, I look disgusting. I hate the way I look. This doesn't look good on me. And it's like, that happens a lot of the days. So it's like, you waste so many days of your life. Like life is short. And like, there's so much time that we're spending criticizing ourselves. Criticizing ourselves. And you're not a failure if you don't look the exact way you think you should. And I've another I'm gonna stop like talking about myself but like I just remember like when I I mean I've lost like 30 pounds from what I was at like at my heaviest I've mm-hmm. gained back in the last few months but 
but I just like remember like everyone telling me like you look so great oh my god oh my god and it's really nice to hear those things but then it's like a double-edged sword because now that I've like gained some weight back I feel like a failure like oh like I did so good and now like I let it all go which is yeah. like, so not that's not to know that but in the moment it's so easy to think like that yeah it's honestly it's it's hard <laughs> I mean there's just no other way to put it like and I think because I'm kind of a perfectionist too, which I never thought that I was, but my th- the last therapist that I met with one time still told me that I might sound a bit like I'm a perfectionist. So she sent me this website from a therapist with resources and I took a quiz and like it broke the scores down and I was like fell in the range that was like, you definitely are a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. So I think that also plays into like the disordered eating and the body image and then not eating and the overworking out and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Is there any way that you kind of, deal with your issues at all um no that's why I'm back in therapy just kidding um (laughs) no I mean with the the like eating disorder um I'm not that good at dealing with it but I think it's because it's been so um off and on again it's, it's been a long time since it's actually been like going on like I said I still have like those little not so healthy thoughts now and then but mm-hmm. um not to go off on a whole sidebar because I'm not I'm gonna make this real quick I also once again I've never been diagnosed and I, it doesn't sound to the degree that yours is but I also suffer with a little bit of anxiety like over little like things that aren't anything I, I get myself all worked up over so that's more I'm better dealing with that and just in general I mean life's hard we're in a pandemic look at the economy like <laughs> it can be hard day by day to just like try to stay positive so I just um I like to journal. I journal every morning. I like to go on walks. I like to work out in a healthy way, not overwork out. Mm-hmm. The main thing is also um, having a plan. Like I, I plan out every single day. Maybe that's like a separate issue that I have. But like sometimes on the weekends, I literally write out a schedule like 920 to 935 walk Dundee. That's where I think I'm a little maybe excessive, but I, I like nice. to know what's going on. That minimizes my anxiety if I have, if I can see clearly how my day is going to go. Mm-hmm. Then like staying in all, like I noticed for a while, especially when we first moved down here, we were going out all the time just because we were so happy to be close to friends and family. But that I'd be Sunday night and I'd be so anxious. And I mean, Sunday scaries, we all deal with it, but like staying home a lot, really. I'm a homebody. If I, I'm like out of my element, I get stressed out if I'm not home. But, like, um, and also just like having my apartment be clutter-free and organized that sends me into a spiral when it's like messy, <laughs> like mm-hmm. kind of things. just keep my space clear and clean and tidy, journal, text a friend, you know, all the basic, mm-hmm. basic stuff. But that's how I try to stay happy. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I get that. Um, staying, like actually choosing to stay in actually has like makes my life so much better honestly <laughs> like because in the moment I enjoy going out but the next day is just absolutely terrible like Sunday I mean I mean y'all heard me but in general it was a terrible day for me because it's not only am I dealing with just not feeling great from drinking so much my anxiety just makes my normal anxiety go through the roof like every little thing I am like a lot of times like my heart is pounding, not just because of the alcohol, but because I'm so effing anxious. I cry a lot when I'm hungover because it's just like that thing. So just, just me. So yeah, it's just kind of like trying not to drink as much. I mean, I know yeah. I'm kind of a big, I am a big drinker. Like I am, I don't want to say I'm an alcoholic because I'm definitely not, but like just choosing when to drink and when not to drink like I'm more choosing like I love day drinking so if I'm at my brother's I love to drink with him or like during the day I like to drink at volleyball I'll have like one drink like that sort of thing kind of balancing out and trying to limit the binge drinking itself like going out and doing shots and doing this and that like that is what kills me yeah I agree so that is what I try to kind of deal with because the drinking, the binge drinking triggers my anxiety, which therefore triggers also my binge eating because the only thing that you crave when you're hungover is junk food, but I crave it to the max. Like, cause I kind of like, this is kind of going off on another little tangent. Like I've been really happy. I've been a lot more confident with my body overall the past month or so in the sense that I stopped 
limiting myself because I always told myself you have to eat healthy like you have to eat healthy every meal like that's the only way and if I didn't eat healthy instant guilt right but now I'm like very balanced almost like but yeah I'm like more intuitive eating like a lot of times I do eat out like I'm not gonna lie I probably eat out at least five four to five times a week whether it's for lunch or dinner but I'm more, I'm trying to focus on more intuitive eating, focus on when I'm stopping, when I'm full, I don't care if I eat out for lunch, then I just don't eat out for dinner, like that sort of thing. I kind of balance it out that way. I'm doing HelloFresh for my meals and I've been very happy and, but like I actually stepped on the, the scale this morning and I'm five pounds lighter and that's not even on purpose. It's not about, it wasn't about weight for me though. Like it genuinely wasn't like, it was just more being happy in my body. And that just kind of showed how much binge eating was kind of having a control in my life because I binged so much on the weekends. And when I kind of just was like, stop binging and just kind of, if I want that fried chicken, that Nashville hot chicken sandwich, like order it. If I want that burger, have it. And I don't adjust anything in my life. Like I just eat it for a normal meal. And if I'm hungry for dinner, I'll eat dinner. If I'm not hungry for dinner, I still make sure I have something in my body, whether it just be scrambled eggs or like wontons or like something but I don't maybe don't have a full meal like I just listen to what I'm hungry for yeah and it's honestly just like I posted a picture in my bikini last weekend I don't ever do that like I just that's just not something that I really do because I'm genuinely just not confident in my body so like it's just I don't know I think diet culture is so disgusting like I really I know it like certain people have to diet for health needs and whatnot but like diet culture for losing weight is just it's not it because it's not sustainable like you have to change your lifestyle like I aim to eat healthy I do that's why I do HelloFresh and I order from like their healthy thing because I know I can get at least one or two nutritious meals in but then like if I eat out if I eat what I've had Whataburger for lunch I had Whataburger I had cheeseburger and fries okay cool it made me happy like I ate it it made me happy I'm gonna go at home and eat my salmon for dinner like I don't know that's what I've been doing I went on a little rant there feel and now then I kind of got off track with my anxiety thing but like that's why drinking drinking triggers my anxiety but also triggers my binge eating because then I'm like I'm gonna order DoorDash I'm gonna order this because I'm just hungry I don't feel good I'm not gonna cook like that sort of thing uh-huh so just limiting the binge drinking itself is like my goal. I, I agree with you. That's where I am too with that. And the going out, like I said to Andres today, I think I'm finally at that point where I'm genuinely over going out. Like people have been saying that for years, like my friends and I've never, I've never been there. Like I don't get, I never thought it when they said that, but I realized we, we've stayed in the majority of the last couple weekends and I finally get it. Like unless there's like a special occasion I'm over going out like just because it's the weekend like you save so much money calories anxiety like staying at home exactly like if there's something going on like I'm down like Friday night I was honestly like it's so little but I was so proud of myself where I'm like huge I'm like you know what like I'm kind of tired I want to wake up feeling good tomorrow I think I'm gonna go home guys like this has been fun like I didn't it wasn't like I wasn't having fun like I really like those girls but I just chose waking up on Saturday and feeling good over going out for God knows how long and feeling like shit on Saturday yeah. and triggering my anxiety and everything. It starts a whole cycle. Yes. Well, I feel like we hit some really good points and it's, I mean, I don't know about you, but it is really refreshing for me to just talk about it and put it all out there and just it is. Then I kind of deal with it like on my own. Yeah. And I hope it like resonates with other people too. I'm just kind of I think the most important thing is just know that you're not alone. Like, you're not alone and it's okay to struggle with things. Like it's okay. It doesn't make you any less of a person. No. It doesn't make you like weird or there's not anything wrong with you. Like we all deal with things and it's, I think it says, and it doesn't make you weak. I think that's what I was going for. Like it makes you stronger to point out, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. I'm going to get help. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you shouldn't feel weak because you need to go talk to someone or because you struggle with things. I agree. Yeah. So you're not alone. Reach out to that friend. If you ever feel like, if you ever feel alone or you feel like you're struggling, reach out to anyone, literally anyone. anyone. And they won't, yeah. 
and someone will give you the help that you need. Exactly. Period. Period. <laughs> okay. Well, now I guess it's time to kind of switch gears a little bit. Oh, that was heavy. Okay. That was really heavy. That was much different than last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess cover everything. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess since I kind of already talked about my pop culture topic, because I just wanted to talk about how Gabby Hanna was all over TikTok with her um, issues. But what about you? Any pop culture updates or anything? I don't know if I didn't pay attention or if this was just a slow week, but I feel like nothing happened. Um, Sarah Hyland and Wells finally got married. They're so sweet in their wedding. Did you see like photos from it? It was like the modern family cast, which was so cute. And like Bachelor Nation was there. Chris Harrison was there. I yeah. Man. <laughs> it was such a good mix of people. I loved it. It was. And I, Sarah and Wells both just seem from social media, like they're just genuinely like nice, like fun, good people. Like I really like both of them. Mm-hmm. I do too. Her dress, her, I loved her first dress, like her aisle or the ceremony yeah. dress. Yeah. had like that big slit in it I was like girl oh my gosh she is just beautiful and she just she seems like she's beautiful inside and outside agreed for sure other than that I don't think anything else yeah really, like happened this week what about watch and read watch or read anything oh my gosh well I know I've kind of been talking about only murders in the building like almost every week the season finale was on Tuesday and you guys if you <laughs> haven't watched the show you need to watch it because the season finale plot twist of all effing plot twist so good so that's what I watched nice. um reading okay I finally finished comfort food that I've been reading and since Yay. Like, it was really good I do recommend it it was good um <laughs> But I also started and finished Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died. I, it's like 300 pages. I finished it in three days. Um, it's so good that I downloaded it the night I finished Comfort Food. It was like 9.30 or 10. That's normally like my bedtime. I was already in bed reading, but I was like, okay, I just finished Comfort Food. I'm just going to download it on the iPad. Um, I'm glad my mom died and I'll start it tomorrow. And then I download it. And I'm like, okay, let me just like start it and see. 110 pages later, I'm like, okay, I need to go to bed. Like, that's how good it is. Oh, my God. I will say, and I th- I think I should have had a trigger warning, though. It talks a little bit about abuse, which I think we all knew. But she also struggled with bulimia. Mm. Like, a little, and she didn't say anorexia, but, like, severe calorie restriction. And for me, it was a little triggering. And I don't think I'm, I'm not someone that I think, like, gets tr- triggered easily. Like, I just live my life. But it was, and I don't know if it's just because of what I'm going through already right now, but it was a lot like she was very descriptive with her disordered eating so I will say definitely know that going into it but it was holy shit it was so good it was wild it was wild I need to read it (laughs) I definitely want to read it oh you should it was oh my gosh so good and then I just started people you meet on vacation oh I read that book last year it's so good I'm a couple like I'm a couple chapters and it's good so far I really like I read it I think I read it in a day so really? it's yeah, one I started it, it kind of late Friday night and I was sleepy but yeah I'll read more tonight um that's really it though what about you so I didn't watch anything this week I'll be honest it was kind of a crazy week for me but um I did read a book I'm almost I'm so close I tried so hard to finish it for this episode I couldn't do it but it's enough I read enough for me to recommend it mm-hmm. I read, um, it's called The Not So Meat Cute by Megan Quinn. And I will say at first, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like it because a not so meat cute, like what the, f- like what? And then the cover is very cheesy. Like there's cupids, there's hearts, like a cheesy, like super attractive guy on the cover. And I'm like, this just like, doesn't necessarily seem like my type of book. Um, No, it's phenomenal. It's basically like, this guy, this really wealthy man and this girl kind of meet each other and they both start seeing each other for more of like gain. Like he needs to have a fiance for like a business venture and then she needs to just have a boyfriend just kind of prove other people wrong, like that sort of thing. Okay. Um, And it's ridiculously good. It is a little 
not a little it's a very spicy like okay. very like I would give it a solid three red peppers rating like I was like oh damn like okay I was reading it at my brother's and I just felt like immediately uncomfortable just because it's like that type of okay yeah it's it's that vibe like it's good though like everything about it is the book is phenomenal um like I said I haven't finished it yet I I think according to the Kindle read I have like an hour and 20 minutes left of the read so I'm gonna finish it soon so I can't see anything happening that's gonna ruin my recommendation for it in the next hour but yeah highly recommend there's also a spinoff book um that I'll probably read next it is called so not meant to be um and basically it is just like the girls in the book her name is Lottie it's Lottie's sister Kelsey and then it's um Huxley the guy his brother JP and they're like the leads in the other book so it's a little bit of a spinoff so I love that I love when books have a little spinoff yes so those are my rack that's my only rack I guess you could say (laughs) oh I just this just came to me going back to the whole mental health thing and anxiety I want to recommend a book it's called get out of your head by Jenny Allen and it's read it read it did you have it it's on my shelf behind me I don't know if you can see change your life it kind of changed my life maybe for like the two weeks after I kind of want to reread it I know I was just gonna say that I probably should reread it honestly it's been like a couple years since I've read it it's so good you guys it tackles anxiety and it is she's Christian um and it is like Christian centered so depending on your beliefs but honestly it's an amazing book and it really did help me with like the minor struggles with anxiety that I have yes we should both reread it and reread it I want to do a book club like I feel like I've said that was like so many of my friends before like good idea let's do it and then it's never happened hey all any of our listeners um if you guys want to start a little book club let us know yes that'll be so fun we want to interact with y'all okay let us know you can do a book club other than that is there anything else you wanted to talk about today anything else you wanted to say before we sign off I feel like that kind of wraps everything up I know it's kind of like a a heavier topic today but I hope we like kind of reached some people at least yeah that sort of thing no Lauren's so right I really hope that we reached you guys and if it's something that you struggle with anything we talked about or just struggling in general with any mental health issues just know that you're not alone you all mm-hmm. go through things for sure well thanks for tuning in this week y'all yes thanks for hanging with us and we'll we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.